All right, good morning, apes. Thank you guys for joining us here today, right smack dab at high noon here on this beautiful Tuesday. It is January 23rd, 2024. You guys know what's going on today. We're coming at you live with the Daily Peel here. Uh, shout out to everybody on the live stream. What's up to everybody listening on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, or on those recordings. Uh, we're going to slow things down a little bit here today and uh, just try to actually digest the information rather than just going simply rapid fire. As you guys can see, the newsletter has been made much more readable here. Uh, I'm the guy who writes it, but for once, it actually makes me want to open it up and actually look at it here. It's not painful on the eyeballs like it used to be. Uh, so definitely go through and check that out. Our emoji game is absolutely off the charts. But before we dive into everything related to the Daily Peel here today, there is one thing that I need to absolutely bless you guys with here. Uh, you know, we didn't get a chance to actually include it in yesterday's edition because it, I, I basically just saw it too late at night. But this is one of the funniest things of all time that I've ever seen. I think our producers have the video up. And guys, I just want to apologize in advance because... This combines two of our favorite things ever in the absolute most degenerate way possible. I'm not going to spoil anything, so let's just pull up the video there if we do have it already. Caitlin and I are being charged in a civil charge uh, from the Colorado Securities and Exchange Commission for basically selling millions of dollars worth of cryptocurrency that is deemed worthless by the state. Now, the reason that they're seeing that it's worthless is because there is no exit for people who have bought we launched an exchange, the exchange technology failed, things went downhill. And from that point forward, we've just been, we've just been waiting on the Lord literally for a miracle. So the charges are that Caitlin and I pocketed $1.3 million. And I just want to come out and say that those uh, charges are true. So there's been $1.3 million that's been taken out of, I think it was a total of 3.4 million. But out of that 1.3, half a million dollars went to the IRS and a few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel that the Lord told us to do. So how this whole thing started is the Lord told us uh, in 21 to walk away from our marketing company. And he said, I'm going to do a new thing. And then he took us into this cryptocurrency. It was a different cryptocurrency other than index coin at the time. Well, that cryptocurrency. I mean, is that not just the worst thing that you guys have ever heard on that front? The Lord told us to do X, Y, and Z related to uh, getting this cryptocurrency exchange up. Man said, absolutely fuck the Fifth Amendment. I'm going to go on Twitter and just completely self-incriminate myself in front of millions of people. Uh, we can expect to see them in prison. From what I heard, you know, any, anybody else in prison, I was going to say Bernie Madoff, but he is dead. Uh, would love to have them as their new roommates because that's 100% where they're going to be going. Absolutely fleeced everybody that used their exchange. But hey, I guess using God as an excuse is just as good as Sam Bankman frieds I'm sorry, I just had no idea what was going on. But all right, now that we've started off, now that we're all good and nauseous after watching a video like that, let's just go ahead and dive into the peel for the day. So as you guys can see, we have the leading economic index coming up, uh, declined for the 21st time in a row. That's a lot of declines. We're going to go ahead and put it into the positive spin zone like we do with just about everything here at the Daily Peel. Uh, see why it's actually going to be a good thing. We got Spirit Airlines squaring up with the DOJ while AMD is uh, starting to lose a little bit of steam, certainly confusing the hell out of a lot of analysts out there. And then finally, we got Japan joining us up on the moon here. And that is why we are at this beautiful lunar destination once again. This time it's not cryptocurrencies taking us there because as we just saw in that last video, the only place that cryptocurrencies have been taking people lately is to the jail cell. But if we go ahead and look at this chart here for the market snapshot, you know, I think we might have been talking a little bit too much shit about how easy it is to beat the S&P 500. We are currently underperforming for the year. We're up just under 2%, whereas the S&P is close to about 2.3. Uh, but our real benchmark, the NASDAQ, is up about 4.03%. Bitcoin obviously down about 55 ever since that 
Uh, ETF launch actually came through. It did turn out to be a sell the news moment, at least so far, trading back below $40,000. ETH is still ripping, though, up at about 23. So we'll see if that continues. Definitely go ahead and gamble there. I just scrolled right past the banana bits because with this new format, you know, it's just so easy to read that I almost even missed it. But risky companies are borrowing like they have 850 credit scores. They have really taken on a whole lot of debt. According to the Wall Street Journal, they dive deep in there. Uh, Elon Musk somehow managed to swindle $500 million out of public investors once again to raise money for his AI startup, as the richest man in the world obviously needs to get a loan from the homies. All right, and then more Boeing 737 planes are going under the microscope. Probably a good idea to kill less people because Boeing over the past couple of years has seemed to make that their new business model, but it's not working out for some of the carriers like Alaska Air and Spirit. Then as the dropouts continue, Wall Street reluctantly heads back to Trumpville. We saw uh, Ron DeSantis drop out just the other day. We saw Vivek Ramaswamy drop out a couple of days before. Now it's really a you know 1v1 matchup between Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. Before we get into that 1v1 matchup between the two biggest geezers of all time in Donald Trump and Joe Biden. The American people wanted absolutely nothing less, but because of the beautiful political system that we live in, it looks like that's what we're going to get. Let's not focus on politics here too much. That really makes us nauseous in addition to evangelical cryptocurrency fraudulence like we saw at the beginning of the call here today. But let's dive into the actual stories for the day. So we got the losing economic indicators, roughly Jim Cramer's takes on the market. U.S. economic indicators have continued to do absolutely nothing but lose for the 21st time in a row. We do just keep chugging along. If anybody doesn't know what the LEI is, that's right. We're talking LEI, not DEI, like everybody else on Twitter. We could give a shit less about DEI, but let's focus on the LEI side of things here today. This is obviously going to be the most important. Basically, it's a composite of 10 leading indicators that purports to project or forecast where the economy is headed or how conditions are going to be in the future. If we go ahead and take a look here, we can see... This is the streak of monthly decline. So it's how many months in a row that the LEI index actually declined. Right now we're at 21. We have officially won the bronze medal. Uh, coming up close to about 2008, or the GFC time period. And of course, that uh, kind of early 1970s stagflationary period that we saw way back in the day. Ask your grandparents about it. And I'm sure they remember. But if we go ahead and take a look a little bit lower, we can find... The 21 in a row might sound bad, but according to experts out there, this index is almost like a, a contrarian index, kind of like the RSI for stocks. When it gets above 80, it's considered overbought and it's looked at as a point of reversal. That's what people are saying for this index now. We'll see if that actually is the case going forward. But if we just go ahead and take a step back a little bit, we can see that we're actually still in recession territory. Now, as we've seen with consumer spending data, uh, the U.S. economy certainly seems far from a recession unless everybody really is dumb enough to go out there and just spend all the money in the world that they don't have, wreck of these kind of credit card debts. I mean, I know personally that's what I do, but I can't imagine that everybody else is dumb enough to do that. As you can see, we are still in that recession, but, you know, definitely moving back in the right direction. Plus, if we go back up to this chart here, these occur during an actual recession when the NBER declared that we were in a recession. This rise certainly did not do that. I mean, to say that we are in a recession in 2023 is to ignore reality, quite honestly, much like those people at the in that video that we just watched a couple of minutes ago did in selling a cryptocurrency with no way of exiting that position. So uh, although we, it, it definitely doesn't sound good, it does seem like we're kind of hitting a turning point in terms of the LEI index. This is a really a huge thing that investors even pay attention to. I'm sure Warren Buffett has no fucking idea what it actually even is. But a lot of people were freaking out about it yesterday. If we go ahead and look at the year-over-year -year change, it still is absolutely disgusting. But right alongside that, GDP growth has been ticking right back up. So 
we've had that consumer spending data. Joey B's admin is racking up a debt like we've never seen before. $2 trillion or so people are projecting for 2024. So with spending like that, it's going to be tough. Business investment would have to be absolutely in the toilet for us to be actually entering into that recessionary period. Definitely a good thing to be paying attention to. We'll see how it goes when we get the January numbers about a month from now. All right, but let's move on to some stock movements of the day. Obviously, this stuff is a lot shorter, a lot prettier. Like I said last time, instead of getting an actual better writer, uh, we just decided to make things shorter and actually digestible. But it's good because now my parents actually read it. So, you know, hopefully they'll be proud of me for the first time in history. All right. Anyway, enough outside of those problems. Let's go ahead and focus on Spirit Airlines because everybody knows they've been having quite a lot of problems lately. But yesterday they rebounded from that very strongly, up almost 20% on the day. That's largely because the stock had already sold off an absolutely horrific 62% year to date so far. So when they bounce back, they bounce back hard in that case. Uh, basically what they're doing is challenging that DOJ ruling, the federal judge ruling that blocked the merger between JetBlue and Spirit. Because they're challenging that, it's kind of a sign that the company isn't completely going to go bust because they at least have the money to pursue this in court. So it's given some confidence back to investors, but I definitely wouldn't be confident if I was one of their passengers. Moving on down to New Star Energy, we have uh, just more confirmation that DealFlow is officially back here in the United States. $7.3 billion acquisition by Sunoco to purchase New Star Energy, company I had never heard of before. It's actually a master limited partnership, which is where basically a bunch of rich guys get together and they uh, go and drill holes to get even richer. That's kind of my summarized version. Basically, Sunoco is purchasing New Star at a 32% premium to Friday's close. Uh, once again, just seeing these kind of movements gives us confidence that deal flows back. People are adjusting to a new interest rate environment that we're in and not really afraid to take out debt to actually complete these acquisitions. Not that this one is having any debt involved whatsoever. It's being done entirely with shares. And so for every share of uh, New Star that investors own, they're going to get about 0.4 shares of Sunoco. All right, moving into the much more fun territory of what's rotten. Guys, when you live by the drug trial, you die by the drug trial as well. And Gilead learned that the hard way yesterday. Basically, they had this phase three lung cancer trial. And uh, the data that came out in that phase three trial certainly was just far from good enough for what investors were actually looking for. It sucks because this this drug that they were testing out, I think it's called Trevelby. Uh, unfortunately, you won't be seeing any ads for it during the Super Bowl this year because of this trial result. Definitely not looking too good. But it was labeled as kind of the crown jewel of Gilead's $21 billion acquisition of uh, Immunomedics, I believe it's called, but it's been an absolute dud so far. Investors are starting to lose a lot of confidence. That acquisition at the time was, I mean, everybody was getting hyped up about it because it was 2020 and anything any company did was just shitting pure gold. Uh, but this stock, they're definitely paying for it now. Certainly wasn't a creative. They paid an absolute arm and a leg for it. We'll see how it goes going forward. Advanced micro devices. I haven't seen a stock confuse this, and I haven't seen a stock confuse investors this much since like Tesla in 2015 announcing they were going to do some crazy shit offshore. Advanced micro devices. The rip that they've seen lately. They've risen about 75 percent just since October. They, I think they've fucking tripled over the past couple of years or something. And investors just have absolutely no idea what to do with it right now. It is absolutely priced for perfection. A lot of analysts are saying, and analysts at Northland Capital Markets just went ahead and said. They slapped on a heck of we know rating. And I mean, I guess that's why they're in Northland Capital Markets and not J.P. Morgan, because we all know that Morgan, a Goldman analyst, would come out there and just say, you know, fuck it, let's buy this thing or uh, just go completely balls to the wall with it. These guys were actually trying to save their careers and actually be correct for once, unlike sell side analysts typically try to do. So they basically came out and said, fuck it, a.k.a. heck it. It'll be interesting to see what goes on with AMD over the next couple of years, but definitely let us know how your bets are placed. 
Can they catch up to the video? What's going on there? Speaking of catching up, every country in the world is trying to catch up to the United States in terms of the space race. Shout out to the USA, uh, still obviously number one. As, in case you were questioning that, you can go ahead and check this chart here. 15 moon landings. Uh, this basically, this isn't covering people walking on the moon or anything like that at all, but basically things that we send up to the moon, like rovers and other fucking scientific shit that I don't know anything about. But as we can see here, just three days ago, Japan became the fifth country in history to complete a soft landing on the moon's surface. Basically, that means when they send something up and they actually want it to land on the planet, believe it or not, what they do a lot of the time is just fucking chuck satellites at the thing so that it spikes up a bunch of dust and they can go and grab that like dust and materials. Kind of sounds like a pussy way to do some research on the moon, but either way, it's great to see Japan joining the gang of the rest of them. So it is the United States, the Soviet Union, notably not Russia, China, India, and Japan. Russia did have a Luna 25 uh, module that was going to the moon. It was supposed to be a soft landing, ended up crashing into the lunar surface. So we don't really count that as a successful one. But basically, this was a solid reminder for the new space race that we're seeing. So ever since India's first successful soft launch back in 2008, they discovered evidence for the evidence for water on the moon at the time. And that really got most fired up again to go back up to the moon, see what's going on up there, and maybe even cover up uh, Neil Armstrong or Buzz Aldrin's daughter's name that one of them wrote on there. I think that would be a hysterical prank. But anyway, it's a little bit more different this time because we're seeing a lot of companies get involved outside of just countries. So if we go ahead and scroll in here, we can see that the U.S. absolutely dominates in terms of space launches. China doing pretty good as well. Every other country wishing that they were as good as the other two. Then if we go ahead and look over at the king of space launches, the United States, we can see that SpaceX absolutely dominates. It's not even close. Uh, I mean, even they dominate even something like NASA. I think they sent off more than half of all rocket launches uh, into orbit in 2023. So Elon is absolutely just eating up this market, much like EVs, much like uh, social media, and much like those uh, AI weird whatever the fuck chips that go into your head with Neuralink. That's supposed to be going on this year as well. Definitely stay tuned on that. But getting back to Elon's real goal, that is, of course, to die on Mars, just not on impact. A lot of experts out there are saying that getting to the moon first, figuring out, figuring out how to extract resources from the closest rock to us is going to be that stepping stone, figuring out how to do it all the way across the galaxy. Either way, if you do ever end up going into space, please just make sure when you come back, you don't have this creepy ass looking laugh that Jeff Bezos did. If you go ahead and click on that link, I do apologize in advance already because it is some truly terrifying stuff. But now we're just here wondering when the next human beings will walk on the moon. What other discoveries can we expect or wildly speculate about? Definitely let us know what you guys think or, uh, you know, what you guys think is on the dark side of the moon. Any other crazy speculations that you have about space. You guys know our favorite thing to do here is speculate wildly, uh, especially about shit that nobody can argue or refute. So definitely feel free to let us know your theories. And then finally, what's our next stop after the moon? All right. And if we scroll down, we figured it was only right to do a Neil Armstrong quote for the day. Certainly not an investor. I'm sure he did have investments because he was, you know, one of the biggest balls, famous guy in the entire country. But he basically said the important achievement of Apollo was demonstrating that humanity is not forever changed to this planet. And our visions go rather further than that. And our opportunities are unlimited. Uh, don't really know how to tie that into investing, but it got me fired up last night when I saw that. So I figured I would drop it in the peel here. Definitely Make sure to send us a rating as well, but only send us a rating if you're going to tell us good stuff. Like I said, if you label it rotten as fuck, I will come to your house and burn it to the ground. Uh, so definitely let us know what you think, as long as it's on the positive side of things, of course. As usual, everybody, happy investing. Thank you guys for joining us once again here today. 
That was about 15 minutes of pure nonsense from us as usual, 12.15 p.m. here on this beautiful Tuesday, January 23rd. Thank you guys for joining us. Once again, shout out to everybody on the podcast as well. Let us know what you like, what you hate about the peel, about the live stream. Uh, we'll keep coming back for more. As always, we want all the smoke, guys. But thanks again for joining us. Happy investing. Happy trading. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way. Patrick at WallStreetOasis.com. Until next time.